Welcome to the Daily Devotions Podcast from Confident Faith. I am Corey J. Mahler, a contributor here at Confident Faith, and I will be your reader today, this fourth Tuesday after Epiphany, the 30th of January, in the year of our Lord, 2024, in the time of Christmas. There are no feasts, festivals, or commemorations on the calendar today. Our readings for today are Psalm 33, Zechariah chapter 9, verses 1 through 17, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 26, and paragraphs 42 through 57 of part 5 of the Large Catechism. We will close, as always, with the Lord's Prayer. Today's reading from the Psalter is the 33rd Psalm. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation, and by its great might it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him, because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Zechariah, and we will be reading the ninth chapter, verses 1 through 17. The oracle of the word of the Lord is against the land of Hadrach, and Damascus is its resting place. For the Lord has an eye on mankind, and on all the tribes of Israel, and on Hamath also, which borders on it, Tyre and Sidon, though they are very wise. Tyre has built herself a rampart, and heaped up silver like dust, and fine gold like the mud of the streets. But behold, the Lord will strip her of her possessions, and strike down her power on the sea, and she shall be devoured by fire. Ashkelon shall see it and be afraid, Gaza too, and shall writhe in anguish, Ekron also, 
because its hopes are confounded. The king shall perish from Gaza, Ashkelon shall be uninhabited, a mixed people shall dwell in Ashdod, and I will cut off the pride of Philistia. I will take away its blood from its mouth, and its abominations from between its teeth. It too shall be a remnant for our God. It shall be like a clan in Judah, and Ekron shall be like the Jebusites. Then I will encamp at my house as a guard, so that none shall march to and fro. No oppressor shall again march over them, for now I see with my own eyes. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, and the war-horse from Jerusalem, and the battle-bow shall be cut off, and he shall speak peace to the nations. His rule shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double, for I have bent Judah as my bow, and have made Ephraim its arrow. I will stir up your sons, O Zion, against your sons, O Greece, and wield you like a warrior's sword. Then the Lord will appear over them, and his arrow will go forth like lightning. The Lord God will sound the trumpet, and will march forth in the whirlwinds of the south. The Lord of hosts will protect them, and they shall devour and tread down the sling stones, and they shall drink and roar as if drunk with wine, and be full like a bowl, drenched like the corners of the altar. On that day the Lord their God will save them, as the flock of his people, for like the jewels of a crown they shall shine on his land, for how great is his goodness, and how great his beauty. Grain shall make the young men flourish, and new wine the young women. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Second Timothy, and we will be reading the second chapter, verses 1 through 26. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hard-working farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. 
but avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are His, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So flee youthful passions, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses, and escape from the snare of the devil, after being captured by him to do his will. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's reading from the Book of Concord comes from the Large Catechism, and we will be reading Part 5, paragraphs 42 through 57. Now it is true, as we have said, that no one should by any means be forced or compelled to go to the sacrament, lest we institute a new murdering of souls. Nevertheless, it must be known that people who deprive themselves of and withdraw from the sacrament for such a long time are not to be considered Christians. For Christ has not instituted it to be treated as a show. Instead, he has commanded his Christians to eat it, drink it, and remember him by it. Indeed, those who are true Christians and value the sacrament precious and holy will drive and move themselves to go to it. We will present something on this point, so that the simple-minded and the weak, who also would like to be Christians, may be more stirred up to consider the cause and need that ought to move them. In other matters applying to faith, love, and patience, it is not enough to teach and instruct alone. There is also need for daily encouragement. So here also there is need for us to continue to preach, so that people may not become weary and disgusted. For we know and feel how the devil always opposes this and every Christian exercise. He drives and deters people from them as much as he can. We have, in the first place, the clear text in Christ's very word. Do this in remembrance of me. These are inviting and commanding words by which all who would be Christians are told to partake of this sacrament. Therefore, whoever wants to be Christ's disciple, with whom he here speaks, must also consider and keep this sacrament. They should not act from compulsion, being forced by others, but in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ, to please him. However, you may say, but the words are added, as often as you drink it. There he compels no one, but leaves it to our free choice. I answer, that is true, yet it is not written, so that we should never do so. Yes, since he speaks the words, as often as you drink it, it is still implied that we should do it often. This is added because he wants to have the sacrament free. He does not limit it to special times, like the Jewish Passover, 
which they were obliged to eat only once a year. They could have it only on the fourteenth day of the first full moon in the evening. They still must not change a day. It is as if he would say by these words, I institute a Passover or supper for you. You shall enjoy it not only once a year, just upon this evening, but often, when and where you will, according to everyone's opportunity and necessity, bound to no place or appointed time. But the Pope later perverted this, and again made the sacrament into a Jewish feast. So you see, it is not left free in the sense that we may despise it. I call that despising the sacrament, if one allows a long time to elapse, with nothing to hinder him, yet never feels a desire for it. If you want such freedom, you may just as well have the freedom to not be a Christian, and not have to believe or pray. One is just as much commanded by Christ as the other. But if you want to be a Christian, you must from time to time fulfill and obey this commandment. For this commandment ought always to move you to examine yourself, and to think, See what sort of a Christian I am. If I were one, I would certainly have some small longing for what my Lord has commanded me to do. Since we act like strangers toward the sacrament, it is easy to see what sort of Christians we were under the papacy. We went to the sacrament from mere compulsion and fear of human commandments, without natural longing and without love, and never thought about Christ's commandment. But we neither force nor compel anyone, nor does anyone have to do it to serve or please us. This should lead and constrain you by itself, that the Lord desires it and that it is pleasing to him. You must not let people force you to faith or any good work. We are doing no more than talking about and encouraging you about what you ought to do, not for our sake, but for your own sake. The Lord invites and allures you. If you despise it, you must answer for that yourself. Now this is to be the first point, especially for those who are cold and indifferent. Then they may reflect upon it and rouse themselves, for this is certainly true, as I have found in my own experience, and as everyone will find in his own case. If a person withdraws like this from the sacrament, he will daily become more and more callous and cold, and will at last disregard the sacrament completely. To avoid this, we must examine our heart and conscience, and we must act like people who desire to be right with God. The more this is done, the more the heart will be warmed and enkindled, so it may not become entirely cold. But if you say, How can I come if I feel that I am not prepared? Answer, That is also my cause for hesitation, especially because of the old way under the Pope. At that time, we tortured ourselves to be so perfectly pure that God could not find the least blemish in us. For this reason, we became so timid that we were all instantly thrown into fear and said to ourselves, Alas, we are unworthy. Then nature and reason begin to add up our unworthiness in comparison with the great and precious good. Then our good looks like a dark lantern in contrast with the bright sun, or like filth in comparison with precious stones. Because nature and reason see this, they refuse to approach and wait until they are prepared. They wait so long that one week trails into another and half the year into the other. If you consider how good and pure you are and labor to have no hesitations, you would never approach. This concludes our reading from the Book of Concord. I now invite all of you to join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer, one of the most ancient prayers of the Church. I do encourage you to say it aloud. If you are somewhere, it would be reasonable to do so. 
but praying it silently is, of course, also fine. The Lord knows what is in your heart. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and grace to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whatever calling has been given you, or tasks set before you. Until tomorrow, God be with you.